every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Bet Online is your number one source for all your basketball info, stats, and news and analysis. Get the latest odds, news, and info for everything March Madness and NBA this year. From the Final Four to the NBA playoffs, Bet Online is your number one sports information headquarters this season. If you love sports info, scores, news, and podcasts, you can find everything at Bet Online. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to get in on the action. Be sure to use our promo code BELIEVE to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Again, that's BELIEVE, B L E A V. Bet Online where the game starts. Believe in the Arizona Cardinals. It is the Arizona Cardinals-centric specific show, where, of course, we wax poetic about the Arizona Cardinals here in the Phoenix metropolitan area. I am one of your co-hosts. I am Javon J. Love Adams, and with me, as always, is the one and only Ed Easy Smith, who not only played in uh, played professional baseball, I think he even... Uh, I think he was around right right before Michael Jordan went back to the NBA. He was around there playing on that same like squad with me. He, he could tell you about that a little bit. <laughs> and then he also played in the National Football League. He was on that first Super Bowl-bound team for the Atlanta Falcons. What is good, my brother? Oh, we're creeping toward that draft, man, two and a half weeks away. Seems like it's something we've been talking about. You know, obviously, you go through all the steps after the season wraps up with uh, – you know, combines and pro days and this and, you know, and free agency. So slowly creeping there. Some of the last free agents still hanging out there, getting signed. We saw Odell uh, get signed today by Baltimore. So those things are wrapping up, and then it's all going to be focused on that draft soon. And I know you and I will be talking about some of the things related to the Cardinals in the draft. Yes, sir. So here's one of the things. So bear with me as I try to as I try to map this out a little bit. Now, you were in those clubhouses, right? So I know you played uh, on the minor league level. I don't care if it's minor league or if you were up in the big leagues. There's still reporters that hang around the teams, right? Yes, sir. All right. So did somebody ever come? Did somebody in your locker room ever plant a story? Could be the manager, could be a position player that maybe planted a story that they wanted to get out there in the public. Did they ever do that just to see kind of the response that, that they could get? I don't think I ever heard anybody plant a story, but I do know, especially at the minor league level, you know, you obviously at minor league level, you're creeping higher toward the big leagues, but I know guys that used to joke around and maybe sometime give erroneous information, just playing around to see if mm-hmm. anybody could bite on it. But as far as putting tidbits out there, I don't think I ever, ever really called anybody doing that. I'm going to stop you right there. So you said to get anybody to bite, whether it's erroneous information, whether it's truthful information. And that's kind of what I want to talk about here. And maybe just, just throwing it out there because it was reported today by Adam Schefter that at least six teams have reached out to the Arizona Cardinals about that number three pick. Now I'm wondering, I'm just wondering. Last week we talked about the the rumors that were starting to come out there that the Texans saying, "Oh, we'll we'll trade this pick. Don't 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 threaten us with a good time. We'll trade this pick and get some more <laughs> picks. We don't we don't have to take a quarterback. We good with the dude we got." Do you is it out of the realm of possibility to think that Austin Ford saying, "Man, we can still get Anderson if we drop back a, a pick or two. Man, that 
let's let's th- let's flip this story out there. Let's see what we can do. See if, see if we can get a little, little bit of motion there because somebody could reach out to the Cardinals. I, I'm just using. Let's say the let's say the the Bears reach out to the Cardinals and say, hey, just wondering, is anybody available? No, nobody's available. All right, cool. Then the Patriots reach out and say, hey, just wondering, hey, just just seeing how you settling in there, Monty. See you settling into the job there, fine. Yeah, thanks, Bill, for reaching out. Cool. Now we got two teams that reached out, right? <laughs> so yeah. I'm just saying. Is it out of the realm of possibility that this is a story that's floated out there by the Arizona Cardinals to try to get a team maybe like the Indianapolis Colts or um, who else am I thinking of the Colts or maybe the uh, maybe the Raiders, Seahawks to be able to bite? No, I think you're absolutely right in terms of could this be something to generate some interest by the Cardinals? Uh, You know, all you have to do is mention it just like a rumor to get it started and you know for me six is a high number especially when you consider because we're both you know looking at some of the same articles when you think about Seattle and Detroit they don't necessarily need quarterbacks they're in that top 10 uh you know they they have their bridges right now bridge quarterbacks what is what would cause them to be you know to want to give up anything for Quarterbacks that, you know, because we're thinking the first two go and you're looking at projects after that, you know, what would cause the team to be, I won't say desperate, but that like we got to jump up to get these guys. I don't think that would be the case. And, you know, six is a very real high number. I I wouldn't put it by the Cardinals kind of tossing some of this stuff out just to get the juices flowing a little bit by everybody. So if there is somebody in that mix that, you know, thinks, hey, maybe we have to act, you know, we do. And so so they're they're not, I won't say forced to sit there at three and make their pick. They wanna they wanna see if they can find that partner out there. And sometimes the best thing to do is is float it out there. So I wouldn't put it by them at all. Eleven is way too low though, mm-hmm. right? You're not you're not drop you're not you're yeah, not yeah. Titans, right? You're not doing that. I wouldn't you know that that's a far way to drop if you wanna still try to still get, get somebody that's in that in yeah. that range, right? Yeah. Exactly. I don't. I think that's a far. That's a that's a big drop. Uh, they would have to throw everything but the kitchen sink at you. Meaning this year's one and next year's one, and you know some other comp. You know th- that to me that would be that that's too far to fall because you know you're still picking in a good spot at eleven, but it's not those premium players. You know, being in the top, I'd say one to eight. You know, that, that area, I just think falling to 11 would be too far. Now, I'll tell you what could happen, though, is sometimes okay. teams work with other teams, like mm. a three-way, you know, yeah. a menage, you know, to make, <laughs> to, to, make it, know, <laughs> to make it work. So maybe you, you know, for an accident, that's when you're really getting into – someone who knows what they're doing, but you know, yeah, that's much some, more, com- that's more comfortable. Yeah. That's, that's a big juggling act. That happens a lot more in the NBA. Yes. With those third teams and different things like that. It seems like there's something that they think have figured out in the NBA doesn't happen that much in the NFL. But like I said, some, somebody creative enough could come up with something where you did us do this for us. We'll do this for you. And we'll do it for meaning, you know, the third party as well. So you never know. I wonder if, it's one of those things where because they're and to me, they're in the perfect spot to grab the, the guy that they would seemingly want. And that would be Anderson from, uh, from Alabama, the edge rusher. 
But do you start to get antsy because we can't just have it this season. We have to make it more complicated. We got to try to get something for this or be able to try to leverage this into something else as opposed to just saying, take the guy that take the guy that's there. Don't try to get all fancy and try to try to pull some, try to do something that's more, make it more complicated than it needs to be. Am I, am I, am I, am I crazy there or should they, because they know that at least two teams right below them have a desire. So to try to create that demand, is that the better way to go about it? Well, I think you got to set your parameter, meaning unless we get, you, you know, this, meaning you put, you put your package together, of the bare minimum of what you're willing to accept. And that includes how far you're willing to drop. But, you know, we want your this year's first. We want your second. And this. you got to go through your list and put it all together, your wish list. And in my opinion, unless you get it, you can't settle. So teams will know, you know, by through conversation and all this back and forth where you sit. My, my opinion is unless they hit your magic mark, then you yeah. don't, there's not even a conversation because – you know who you have. You hold all the cards at this point. With you're sitting at the first spot where nobody's going to need a quarterback. So the number one athlete, after you know, obviously quarterbacks go. The number one need that you have is going to be met because you have that first pick. So for me, unless your doors are just blown off, and here's the other thing too, Jay. All this stuff right now is just preliminary talk because yeah. if the Cardinals are smart, they will not accept. Anything, and this is why I was surprised with the Bears because they jumped at the first thing that was kind of tossed at them, and you know, dropped back and gave this the pick to Carolina. Yeah, Carolina's in the numbers, probably yeah, right. Yeah. Instead of imagine what they could have done, everybody salivating or working themselves to a ladder leading up to draft day, then that clock starts to tick, and all of a sudden everybody starts panicking because you know, because here's the thing. Nobody, there's no phone tapping going on. So nobody yeah, yeah. knows, nobody knows what the other team or who's talking to you. So it's a big mystery. And then everybody starts to panic because they get this sense that, well, we can't let such and such jump in front of us. So they, what do they do, Jay? They start coming up with these outlandish, well, sure, we just got to give them 20 first round picks. Whatever we got to do to make this happen. And that's when the big prizes come in. So that's why I'm surprised that Chicago took themselves off the clock. And now with Carolina being there, Houston being there, we know what they're going to do. Uh, you know, according to the the book, yeah. Cardinals are now sitting in that spot. If they're smart, they sit in that spot. You here's the thing: you can call me all you want up until uh, the day of the draft. Then it's like, okay, we're open for business now. And I mean, right. I, I think that's going to be really is what's exciting. The Cardinals, if they're smart, they'll listen, 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 and they'll know. And here's the other thing, Jay, and I'll set up after this. You know. It's almost like, you know, a bunch of dudes chasing the same girl, right? We don't, yeah. everybody's calling her number. And, you know, she's holds, she holds it all right in the palm of her hand because she knows what Johnny's talking about. Johnny's talking about taking, we could go to Red Lobster, you know. Dave, hey, he said he's going to take you to, to Morton's, you know. So it keeps <laughs> going up. So and you don't have to make a final decision until it's time to make that final decision. Listen. And when it, like I said, come draft day, you have no idea what everybody's offering. And like I said, that's when it might be to the point where, yeah, we can't turn that down. But don't get don't give it up too early. Just, you know, like I say, you can call and say, uh, do you reach the Cardinals? We're no, we're not currently home right now. But if you name, you leave your name and number <laughs> and a brief message, I'll be sure to get back to you. That's basically oh. what you're doing right now. 
Oh my God. I guess I'm, I, I, I get exactly what you're saying. I completely agree with it, but I just like a little bit more predictability in my life. If I'm, wow. not, if I'm a GM, I, I want it. I want it to be, that's, that's why I, I, I can understand the sentiment of, of the overriding sentiment for the bears to wait until draft day or wait until they wait closer to the draft before they made that trade. But their life is so much easier right now. They chill. They doing what they need to do right now. Would you rather have easy or sitting on top of the world right now? Ooh, okay. Ooh. I'm just saying because, I, yeah. you know, the, the worst part, and we've all done this too, Jay, we shot a little too soon and we scored, <laughs> only yeah. to find out that, man, if I would have waited another day or so, <laughs> I, I didn't know she was interested, you know, but she's too late. You already done locked oh. it down. And gave it away to somebody else. And lo and behold, <laughs> I mean, you know, if you just played oh. your cards right, you never know what could have happened. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. And I'll, right. and I'll say this, too. The draft ain't going nowhere. This isn't like, you know, the other scenario I'm talking about where, you know, maybe you wait too long and somebody asks somebody else and you get left out in the cold. The draft yeah. will come, regardless of what you do now, on the 27th, we're still going to have a draft, and the Cardinals still hold the third pick as long as there's no way they can lose that. The only thing they can do is make their lives better by accepting an offer, but there's no rush to accept anybody's offer. All right. All right. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. It's going to be interesting to see. So believe in the Arizona Cardinals. Here, one of, I wanted to go over this with you. When you are when you are a new coaching staff, not just a new coaching staff with with a, with a strength and training, strength and conditioning program that's already been in place, but you got all this stuff that's new. What you're you we were talking uh, um, off you know offline about about your nephew getting ready to go to Cincinnati because they because they have their their, their OTA that's going to their minicap that's going to be taking place right after the draft. What is what is that like when you go to your when you go to a minicap when you go to an OTA? I know you went when there were two and three a days and stuff, but what is that like when you're getting all those things installed when you're getting the new the 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 offense installed and trying to get used to the strength and conditioning program that type of stuff? Because I'm it just makes me wonder because that gentleman was just hired a couple of weeks ago. I would imagine he already comes with a uh, he comes with his program. He comes with his his process. But all of that, everything is going to be new from the GM all the way down. Everything's going to be new in terms of processes and philosophies. So I'm just curious, what's that like when you are a player getting introduced to a playbook, getting used to the the strength conditioning, how the how the the organization wants it done in their culture? You know, I and and I did go through this when I joined the, the Falcons in 1997. Coach Dan Reeves had just taken over from June Jones and a run and shoot. And, you know, he was coming down, from, Coach Reeves was coming down from New York. He had an entirely different process. He brought a lot of his coaching staff, everybody from our strength and conditioning coach. They were came down from New York with him. Uh, position coach, my tight ends coach, was up in New York with him. And okay. you run down a list of new coaches that were following Coach Reeves down to Atlanta. So we went through the same thing. The only thing we weren't going through differently was GM, and our owner was still the same, you know, but it was an entirely new building in terms of, uh, coaching staff and players. And Jay, you know, we always talk about how parallel the sporting world is to the business world, you know, and it really is very, I mean, it's so similar. Sometimes it's scary because when you're like, you know, with Austin Ford and Gannon, they're all taking over and they're coming down here. It's the same 
as if an owner was tired with the way, and I'm talking just a, just call it a mid-level company with 500 employees, you know, let's call it 100 employees, whatever it is. Right. Owner finally gets tired, he fires the, 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 the um, sales director, director of sales and CEO and et cetera, et cetera. And he wants a fresh start. And so he hires the CEO first and then they get a, um, sales, a director of sales. And then that director of sales is responsible for going out and getting all the salespeople. And they might even do something with the IT department, whatever. It's the same exact process when you're doing an overhaul like this with an NFL team. You okay. people come in, they, you know, the good ones come in and they whiteboard. You know, it's like, this is what we're, this is where we're at now as far as our coaching staff. This is where our roster is. What, you know, and then the good owner, what does he do? He turns it over to the GM. The GM does what he does in terms of getting the right people in place front office wise. Then you right. let the coach, and then obviously you do scouting, you're good, good players. And the, the, the coach, he's now in, responsible for formulating the roster, getting the right people in. So it's pretty much the same exact process, you know? Okay. With, and what, what happens is a lot of times you'll have guys that are leftovers. And, you know, well, they're so used to doing, we're used to doing things this way. And, you know, well, you know, we're going to do things a little different. There's a reason why there's a whole <laughs> new staff in here. And, you know, yeah. we're not doing it the way you guys used to do it here. Then you have buy-in and you have buy-out. You know, and what happened, what's good Ooh. is you have Ooh. you have an opportunity. It's, if, it's easy know, to tell, right? It's easy to tell. Oh, right? yeah, yeah. You can tell because of the dudes that are so used to doing it the old way, you know, they walk around with the poked-out lips and everything because now – they're being held accountable to a different standard than they were using it. It might have been the dude that could come in late when every, you know, it was no big deal. But now, we're not, hey, we're not everybody, we're not practice. Thank you. No, not practice. No. Now, you know, the new regime comes in. They're like, you know, hey, I'm sure you guys are comfortable doing things the way you used to, but we're, this is how we're going to do it now. And, and some guys are like all aboard and others, they fight it. And, you know, but the same thing goes with, you know, like I said, I bring it back to, uh, you know, companies, the same thing happens. You know, somebody all of a sudden, well, why I got to be in the office three or four days a week? Because that's how yeah. we want to do it for now. Yeah. You know, we want yeah. everybody in and there's no more of this, you know, early out Fridays or you're only going to see me on Wednesday. No, from Monday through Friday, everybody's now going to be in for a morning meeting. We're going to have, you know, weekly this and we're going to. And, you know, and eventually what happens, Jay, all of a sudden those dudes start looking for uh, putting a resume out there because that's just not fair. Don't, now, we, we never had to come into the office on Fridays and blah, blah, blah. And, and the ownership sees that. And the same thing goes, like, with the NFL roster. Coaches, you know, they, hey, we're going to do more conditioning here. We're going to do this. That, and guys are, well, you know, I never had to do that before. And, you know, like you said, we're players, players that do or don't want to practice. or So, you know, and the, the important thing is whoever's coming in at all levels, they have to have their standard. They have to stand by that standard and implement that standard. And it's a trickle-down thing. Ownership has to make um, CEOs and executives responsible, uh, GM down to the coach, coach down to the players. Here's another thing. Even yeah. down to your training staffs and, you know, you know, whatever it is, everybody has to be on the same page if you're going to be successful in there. And it's, you know, like I said, it, the feathers can get ruffled sometimes when, when it's new, meaning the entire organization is new. But if you don't, if you don't handle it the right way in four years, they will be right back where we started as far as 
you know, same old Cardinals. So I'm I'm rooting for um, Austin Port and Gannon to bring whatever philosophy they have in here and, and, and make it work. But, yeah, that's a great question in terms of, you know, new regimes and everything like that. I do wonder because the Cardinals are, did they put themselves at a disadvantage if they, if they felt that they found the right person? I guess the, the question is moot, but to wait so long because that, then they, it, it took longer for them to be able to, to bring the, the GM in. The GM came in rather quickly, but then it took a little bit longer for them to get the coach much longer after the Super Bowl for them to get their, for them to get their coach and then therefore to go in and then try the new strength and conditioning. And I, and I mentioned the strength and conditioning a few times. Am I putting too much, too much emphasis on what a good strength and conditioning program can do? No, no, absolutely not, Jay. I mean, that's the strength and conditioning. It, it can, you know, where you see the, the great ones, the good programs will help your players be stronger, faster. They also can uh, get players to the point, you know, there's, there's some injuries and things you just can't avoid, but the well-trained and well-conditioned teams, those are the ones that you see less injury from the freak injuries, you know, and that's, I mean, it is so important. I, well, I remember when I got to the Falcons, man, I had no idea, you know, Mar- and I wish I could remember the names off the top of my head. That strength and conditioning team, man, one, they were so good and they were so specific in what they were doing with each player at every position and our goals and stuff like that. And, and I was at other programs or other teams where I was like, you know, come in, you know, lift what you want to lift, you know, if you, you know, it's no good. So you know good and you know bad. And those good ones, they can help a team – and, you know, you look at some teams, it's like, oh, they're always hurt. Everybody, some of them might come down to their training staff and their strength and conditioning. And so, okay, like, let me, let me, I'm just throwing this out there. I'm just throwing this out there. Yeah. Just, just spitballing. It's just me and you talking right now, man. Oh, yeah. All, all things of, being equal. <laughs> I was going to say a whole bunch of other people hopefully listening. <laughs> hopefully. So, every, all all things equal. Money's equal. Contract length is equal. All that good stuff. You, you, you look at the organization. You look at... You see the training staff, you ask about the training staff. One has a good regimented program. The other is, we, you're an athlete. We, we, we know you. We, we believe you're an adult. You can do what you want to do. We're here to help you if you need it. Where are you, which one are you choosing? Hey, I'm going, because of the, what type of person I am, I'm going to the one that has that program. Like they, they might be a little hardcore sometime. Right. You, you, sometimes you might be asking, oh my God, why are we doing X, Y, Z? There's a, if, if they have a plan, and you can tell, if they have a plan, I would rather go to that one that's hardcore and maybe a little more work, but yeah. in the end, it's going to make me better. And I would I always look back at my career, man, I'm, and there's no lie. I always say, man, sometimes, you know, this body is breaking down me a little at, 50, at 53. And, you know, we all had that dream scenario. Man, if I could go back. Man, if I could go back to those 97, 98 Falcons, that by that Ed Smith body, and the reason that Ed Smith body was so good is because of what my strength and conditioning team asked of me. They wanted me to perform. They didn't. We didn't cut corners, and I mean it was hard work a lot of times, Jay. But I'll be doggone. I mean they knew what they were doing. And like I said, on the flip side, there were a couple of my organizations afterwards, and it was kind of like, well, you know, you come in the room, it's like, oh yeah, your stuff's over there in the folder and that was the last you heard from you know oh. so interesting interesting yeah we're gonna keep an eye on this because it, it, it's the little things that matter i'm trying to get stronger when it comes to running and so 
today i went and did some some leg stuff which i hadn't done leg stuff in weeks and weeks and my legs are sore and that's okay because that's mm-hmm. what i need to do to improve is do the stuff that i might not want to do so, yeah interesting interesting so um the the draft is i believe they're bringing will anderson in for for uh to kind of visit with him mm-hmm. um i mean he's he's got to be to do it i would imagine but uh I'd be curious to know about checking on some of these these boards where years from now, because if, and you've mentioned this before in, in previous episodes where uh, somebody should walk in and say, where do we have that guy on our board? Where do we have that guy on our board? Because that's somebody that we could have used that was in a position group that, that we had. So I wonder, maybe, I don't know if you, you know, maybe we try to get a, a GM on here and talk about those those boards or something like that. But uh, on behalf of the one and only Ed Easy Smith, I am Javon J. Love Adams. We'll hit you with another one of these a couple of days from now. Uh, but we are Believe in the Arizona Cardinals. Make sure you tell a friend to tell a friend about what we have going on here. And as always, we are presented by Bet Online. And as we always like to say around this time, are you getting So we see you next time, folks. Be easy out there. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.